Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, and this is Scott Scott Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by the man himself, Matty T. How are we, big man? Yeah, I've been better, mate. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling, mate. I know the feeling, big man. It was uh, a sore one the night for us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very sore one. Um... It was. It was a proper sore one, mate. Real um, kick in the teeth, that one. But we'll get into the Rangers game later on. I'm sure no, the, the Celtic fans who are listening will be very happy to hear me through my sorrows tonight. But let's get right into it. We'll kick off the show by talking about the Celtic game, obviously. Matt, Celtic are through. They got beat. They got beat 2-1. But somehow they're through. Through the back door. By the skin of their teeth. Matty yep. T, your thoughts overall? Um, the... the... There's no denying they were extremely lucky. Um, there's no hiding from that. Rosenberg took their first body point of the, the group. They're last minute players against Red Bull and Celtic. Based on that performance tonight, did not deserve to go through. I know Rosenberg did a fantastic team. They're potentially going to win it. They totally wiped up that group. The Celtic were so poor tonight. And then went round after the game, doing a a lap of honour mate Celtic lost right right fair play right Celtic got through Celtic got through right but the thing is so why would you do a lap of honour after you had a shocking performance like that I know like they'll say oh because we got through but you literally got through with the skin of your teeth because Rosenberg got a last minute goal it's nothing to do with your own performance you should be praising yourself yeah we have done so well we done so well we got through we didn't if it said one hour Red Bull you wouldn't have said oh we done so well would you so like, and, like, Rogic was terrible. Half team was terrible tonight. I mean, Craig Gordon, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so, Craig Gordon, he was, he was an absolute shambles as well. Um, that, that second goal, um, that was... He got, he got, he got oh, that was like pathetic, that. mate. Honestly, God, like, he's... Craig Gordon is an experienced goalkeeper, right? He's a very experienced goalkeeper. He should know better. Like, how stupid can he be to make that kind of mistake? The guy has been around for a number of years, right? He's been his goalkeeper. He's played at a top level. Why would you make that kind of mistake? Because, right, I know people will be saying, oh, right, you're being too harsh on Celtic. Yes, credit Celtic, they got through, but they were very, very lucky tonight. Celtic got through by the back door, right? Honest to God, mate, they didn't exactly deserve to get through in that performance. It had, we're just talking about the performance as a whole. Credit, credit to you, he's got through, but we're talking about the performance as a whole, and that performance was embarrassing. But yes, Matt, uh, as you were saying about Craig Gordon, that he was, yes, he made four fantastic saves, but he was at fault for both the goals. And this has been a common thing with Celtic this season with Craig Gordon. It was, he's inconsistent. He, he can do like a few moments of magic where he, he pulls out. Like, for example, in that, that first half, um, they were through and goal and he made a fantastic save. Absolutely brilliant, no denying it. But then he does stupid stuff like that which takes away from the fantastic saves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you can't have like fantastic saves if you're going to make stupid mistakes like that. And like, it, it, that would have cost him the. the like, we need a draw to get through it. That would have cost him essentially get back in the game and like it was just, I don't understand but he's played, the player was right there he's played it across the goal the player's like thank you very much there's a goal and you can tell afterwards he was obviously very disappointed by it he should know that the player was literally like basically right in front of him how can you not see him fuck's sake uh, excuse my language but how can you not see him you know I don't know I, like, I, I, was, I don't know what, he was probably thinking I'll just throw it along it won't be an issue but he tried to go up, but I don't know what he was thinking. Like the player, I'm still close to the player. He, he intercepted it and, and got his goal. And the first goal as well, he kind of 
Like, he didn't even, like, try to go for it. He just kind of hit off his arm and, like, he tried to spray. I don't know what... Oh, it's pathetic. Do you know what that looked like? That looked like uh, a guy who's never been in goals before, right? It looks like one of the boys... You're playing five-a-side, one of the boys jumps in goals, never been in goals before, really, doesn't play in goals, and then he gets a, a feeble header hit at him, and then he just, oh, just, like, doesn't know what to do. It's just, like, he's just fumbling around, fumbling around the place. That's what it is. Oh, uh, I, I was... Dreadful goalkeeping. Um, to be fair, it was a great header, but it was straight out. I mean, it could have, if it wasn't fumbling about, it could have easily put that over the bar. Or like, see that, see that header, right? That was savable, you know? Like, it was savable. It was very savable, but to be fair, and Sal's first say that, that De Boer is a fantastic player. He'd been trapped at the door all night. He deserved his goal when he got it. He probably wasn't expecting to get it that way, but he'd be to him, he deserved the goal tonight and he got it. Yeah, he did, but that's the thing, mate. Leipzig were, no, no, Leipzig. Sorry, Salzburg. Salzburg were very dominant tonight. They were, and they played some really good stuff. They did play some really good stuff. They were always afraid. They were creating a lot of chances, and Celtic were really struggling to deal with it at times. They were like they had several stable chances. Um, Salzburg, they were the best team throughout the game. Like Celtic couldn't deal with their press. As soon as Celtic got the, the ball, Salzburg pressed them, got the ball back almost immediately. And when Celtic did have the ball, they they didn't really. They had a few chances, but they didn't look like they were going to ever really threat them. Um, give them a threat and like Sanchez yeah. was totally dominant on the ball uh-huh. they weren't intended by the, the disco lights or anything like that don't give me the start of disco lights what a waste of money that is pathetic no, no, it looks good though that like but at the end of the day it has no bearing on the game it's two million pounds just for a bunch of lights you know what I mean yep. it's not going to intimidate these top class teams <laughs> I know it's just all for sure waste of money but um, Ayer Ayer had a really poor game tonight my god mate right obviously he came on for uh, Lustig um, but remember, oh my god, remember that uh, pass back that he made? Uh, and, and, and I got them in to go, I don't know. Oh, yeah, well, I know we've been ripping Gordon apart so far, right? Quite really, so he's a terrible goalkeeper, right? But he did make four great saves, and that was a fantastic save, has to be said. But Craig Gordon's performance is going to be overshadowed. Well, he, he, had a, he didn't have a great game, obviously, because he did two horrendous goals that were easily saveable, you know? So, yeah. Four great saves, but it doesn't matter. Cost Celtic two goals tonight. But yes, Ayer, that was a horrendous pass back. That was pathetic. Honestly, pathetic. He's not even great as well. Like, Celtic's defence, see Celtic's defenders overall, they are all not Celtic uh, class whatsoever, apart from Kieran Tierney. I would say Bank, but she's been decent. He's came out of game recently. Average. But Ayer's probably the. Boyata, he's an absolute. Donkey. He, um, Boyata has to be the most overrated player in Scotland. Mate, on that, I don't understand the hype. Please tell me the hype. I don't get it. I don't get I the don't hype get surrounding either. Boyata. I don't. He is the biggest fraud going. Simple as. He was like, I don't know. He, he, he's terrible. Also, he didn't play tonight, but he was ter- he's terrible on the ball. He's, no, he's good at it. He's good in the air, right? But so, if you're a defender, I expect you to be good in the air, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but going back to Ayer, like, he had, he had that chance right at the end remember and I don't know how he missed that how he missed that I don't know how he I, mean, I would put that up with uh, Morelos' miss against Celtic I th- do you I think that's fair enough I think that's very fair enough mate I think, I think that was that I think I might agree big man I think that was that bad mate it was, a, it was shocking it was you know two yards even Chris Sutton of all people said how, how can you miss that you can't miss that 
Honestly, as good as they are, they do have their problems. 
they need a right back, simple as. Right, Lustig is horrendous, right? Even though he got subbed off early doors, right? But we've said it for a long time, Lustig is a terrible right back. Um, need to get that issue addressed. Goalkeeper, need a goalkeeper. They need two new centre-halves, simple as. Um, they obviously need, they need to get another striker in. Um, Scott Sinclair was horrible tonight. So, I don't know. Yeah, it it was horrible, you go, Matt? No, sorry, I'm getting messed up. So, no, he was horrible, yeah, he's was, was absolutely horrible, Sinclair. Yeah, he was. Sinclair was terrible. And I don't know why he's still at Celtic. I think Scott Sinclair's a waste of a wage. Not good enough. Hasn't been good for the last two years. Since he last won the player of the year. So, I would, if I were Brendan Rodgers, I would get rid of him. In a heartbeat. So, some serious issues need to be addressed at Celtic. Yes, they got through, but extremely, extremely lucky to get through. And as I've said earlier on, mate, I would be raging at that performance when, when, I, when I was seeing the Celtic fans all celebrating, gloating, and obviously you were saying that they were doing a lap of honour. Pathetic, come on. Look at that performance tonight. Not acceptable. If a goal at a different day, game didn't go in, they'd be absolutely tearing us to my party. Like, that's shocking, that's shocking. But the fact that another team scored, they're thinking, oh, this is brilliant, blah, blah, blah. But no, at the end of the day, that's terrible for them. Like, like, again, going back to Salzburg, they're a very good team. They're extremely good. But that, you know, home, you should be playing a lot better than you should be. And they, they've slipped by the skin of their teeth. Yep. And literally, the reason they draw for this game, they lost and somehow got through due to Rosenberg. But if they didn't score that goal, like I said, this, they would be tearing this performance apart. It's simply not good enough. A lot of the big players went missing tonight. Yeah. I thought Tierney was missing, uh, Edward was missing, Sinclair was missing, Rogic was missing, Forrest was alright, McGregor was alright. Uh, Lustig, he, was, he got his injury, but before that he was bad. Gordon, we discussed him, he was absolutely shocking. I thought Benkovic was alright, and Simonovic was by average. Mm. So, uh, anything else you want to add, mate, before we move on? Just that if they, if they, when, when the, when the, the draw comes out, if they end up like a, end up with like a Napoli or something from the Champions League, they're in for a tough time. They need to improve big time if they're going to get further in this competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, mate. You are. Pardon me. So we'll move on. Talk about Rangers. Rangers went out of the Europa League tonight, Matt. Obviously, to Rapid Vienna, one 0 um, it was a it was a long journey. It was a a very enjoyable journey. It was one me and you mate did not see coming. It, it was it was very emotional. It was it was if you said to me and you at the start of the season that we made the Europa League group stage, we would not have believed you and we would have thought you were talking nonsense. But my God, um, fourteen games and I think it was fourteen games overall, Matt. In fourteen Europe, games. Fourteen yeah, games then. and two losses. Two Right, 14 games, two losses. Uh, how many wins? Uh, we, had, we had quite a few along the way. Quite a few, yeah, we had a good number. I'm going to start up, the, the start up. I can't think at the top of my head, but yes, overall the stats are fantastic for that, you know. And what a run it was, Matt. What a fantastic run it was for Rangers in Europe. Uh, and it's came to an end tonight, but overall, yes, I am disappointed that we obviously went out, but I'm not heartbroken I'm not raging but it, it just shows you the standards are back now that no, like see if you said this last year 
Yeah, you'll be you, you this time next year you'll be raging you didn't make the last thirty two of the Europa League. I would have laughed at you, wouldn't have believed you. But my god, we took it right to the last game and the standards are back. Stevie G's brought the standards back and tonight was a sole one, but my god, Matt, it was uh, what a journey it's been. What a journey. So any any comments about the the run it's been? We have we've had a good run. We've had a very good run. Um, obviously, it started off on, on the 12th of July um, uh, this year, sorry, um, in, in Scoop, against Scoopy. Um, later on, it would be some big teams along the way, like Maribor, who are last season winning the Champions League. Um, we've got some great results. We were unbeaten against Villarreal, you know. That's fantastic. If you told me last season, over two legs, you'd be beaten, unbeaten against Villarreal. You'd be like, stop playing football manager, mate. <laughs> I know. Right, I feel like I'm a, a broken record. He's not a captain, right? So I feel like 
there's too much. Pre- he feels as he's got too much pressure on him that he needs to be the guy that everyone everyone's looking to him for answers, and he's quiet as a mouse. He's not barking orders, screaming at players, telling them to get in position, whatnot. Al McGregor's doing that. It's not Tavernier. So exactly. I think in order to improve his performances and like like get his contents back, take the armband off him. It, it has to be done. It has yeah. to be done, mate, because he's struggling in that role badly. He is. I think the two obvious choices for me is... McGregor. Alan McGregor and... If you want, I'm going to give it to McGregor. Give it to Ryan Jack. Yep. Yep. Jack, I thought, had a great game tonight, Matt. I thought he was outstanding. He was our best player tonight. He bossed he that was. midfield. He was. He's, 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 probably, he's definitely our best midfielder at the moment, if not overall. Um, he absolutely bossed that midfield. Like I said... He's not a creative player, right? He what he does is he, he's fantastic at winning the ball back. He's great at passing, moving the ball along. But he's not he's not a creative midfielder, and that's not his fault. That's just who he is. Yeah, that's who he is. But, you know, we know we knew what we were getting when we signed him. You know, like we knew exactly. that he's not going to be a guy that's going to get the ball, drive forward, and create chances. His role, as you said, break up the play, sits back, like goes in for the tackles, nice, neat, and tidy player. That's what he is. That's what he is, and he's, he's fantastic at it. And he's definitely our best midfielder at the moment. Scotty yep. Arfield is he, he probably out of that midfield. You probably look at him to drive the midfield forward. Could have been tried to do it, but he's not been great recently. I think he looked at Arfield to do that. Yeah, and he it was great. He was okay tonight, Arfield, but just the final ball, the final bit just wasn't there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think. I think I might get like correct me if I'm wrong, right? Or I mean, like just jump in if you think I'm talking nonsense here. But I think if Scotty Arfield has another creative midfielder alongside him, that will improve his game. So I don't think he can do it on his own when he's got two defensive-minded midfielders alongside him. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like obviously in that midfield we had like McCrory, Coulibaly, and Jack. I mean, they're all three defensive midfielders. Cooler uh, Bally can maybe say is a bit more forward, but apart from that, they're they're all defensive. Arfield, if he has like a Steve Davis, like we said, like some like he has been great this season. Arfield, but he'd be even better, even more creative if he had that Davis next to him. Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, I would love to see David. As we're saying, Davis would be ideal. He would be perfect in that role. You know, he'd be great to get like for us to get the for, uh, like just to pass the ball to him him to drive forward and create chances because that we're crying out for Steve Davis well um, there's been a lot of rumours recently I hope it comes true I think I don't think he'd command that much I think he's out of contract I'm not, I'm not too sure I think I think he might be in the summer bring him back give him a two year deal right two year deals get, him, get us through the next wee season in a bit and then we'll look for his replacement, someone younger, like a Rangel, for example, or just someone who can take that mantle. Then we've got a perfect young midfielder like McCrory, Jack, and that creative midfielder, Arfield, as well. Yeah. And I, I want to touch on Middleton. I was watching about bringing him up, mate, I. <laughs> well, I touch on Middleton. I think he's, he's been fantastic since he's busted to the first team. He's been absolutely fantastic. But tonight... He lost the ball far many far too many times for my liking. He got the ball right, he'd get past a player right, fantastic. Then he'd put out of play. Then he'd pass the ball to someone, he'd pass the ball too hard and it'd be they just because it's too hard, they can't control it, it goes out of play. He lost the ball too many times for my liking tonight and he could get past the player, we know that. But I think he needs to take out the team, like I think you agree with me. 
he's taken out of the team just to he's a young boy he needs to develop still taking out of the team bring back Ken or something I know he's injured Ken but I even regret that chance just someone that I think Middleton needs fantastic as he is and he's a seat, a seat back at the moment no I agree I think he needs drop just now only for the time being you know I think he just, oh because he is a young lad you don't want to be playing these youngsters week in week out you know because then they can end up getting burnt out and then obviously as they get older they'll be more injury prone just like a Jack Wilshire for example yep. so I think it would be great for him it would be, be great for him for to get dropped for him to get dropped for a wee bit then sooner Ryan Kent comes back into the team the better but rumour has it right that Ryan Kent potentially could be going back to Liverpool yeah that's, that's what I told you yeah, if, um, obviously there's the Jarrah rumour is, is very strong as well Gerard's going to speak with him tomorrow. Gerard is a way, safe to say, I think. See if you tell someone like Steven Gerard, oh, Scottish football's too physical for me, you'll be like, right, you're up the road. Like, what, what's Gerard expecting? Like, what's honestly, what's he expecting? Like, does, how, how is Klopp going to feel right when he hears that Steven Gerard, the best player to ever play for Liverpool, said, aye, he's no good enough, he thinks Scottish football is too physical for him? What does Gerard expect to make at Liverpool when he's saying that kind of nonsense? No chance, he's, he's not got the mentality. Um, I, even if you don't think it, like, look at, I'm not comparing the two, right, but look at David Cooper, right? He wasn't very physical at all, but he still uses skill to get past players. And it'd be physical if you've got the skill and the pace to get past players. You don't need to have that physicality to your game. As you added, to me, it just seems like he's got a, a weak mindset. He does, yeah. He doesn't have the mentality to play for a club. Like, if Ryan Kent goes, I'll be heartbroken at that. But yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know why Ryan Kent would go back, though. I don't know. He seems very settled. He loves it here. So I don't know what the reason behind that one is. Yeah, uh, rumour has it that the stuff I've heard that, that apparently Ryan Kent obviously wants to stay. We all know that. But Liverpool want him back. But I can't see Liverpool want him back. Why do they want him back? He's not, it's yeah. not like he's going to be in the team, you know? So I'll be very, very surprised if he does go back, mate, because Ryan Kent, as I said, he loves it here. So I, I'll be stunned at that one. But Ajari, I don't care about, mate. Like, I don't care if, uh, if Ajari goes back. Because Ajari, I've always said, I've always thought that he was average. He was fine. But he was... We're talking about the chat earlier. He lacks concentration. He's a bit sluggish at times. He, his passing's quite dreadful as well and he just seems so lackadaisical that's what he is you know so he won't be a bad guess but I mean he does have that moment of magic so I remember that goal against Rufa like he has that that moment of magic that he can sometimes produce but like, when he's not doing yeah. that he's, he's, he's a passenger yeah 100% I couldn't agree more I could not agree more mate but uh, obviously going back to the overall performance it was just real just no real drive, no real creativity. The, the players tried their right, can't fault their effort, tried their hearts out, but it just wasn't there at all. Morelos, love the big man, but yeah, the poor one that I didn't. I, th- I thought he was alright, Morelos. Like he, he, he created a few chances for himself. Um, I, I, I thought it wasn't his worst performance, but it wasn't his best. He, he tried to create some stuff, and he uh, really, he got really got through a few times, but he didn't have that. He didn't have a clear cut chance. That's due to creativity I should have touched on if you've got that one chance tonight he would have scored no doubt about it in the form he's in yeah so I think we've dominated that game we're fantastic if we had that creative player in there we 100% would have won that game but we didn't and that's the problem like um, Rapid Vienna's plan was just to sit behind the ball and 
game, see out the game. And hitters you know, the counter, what's she done? That's what they're doing. No, no, sorry, they're 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 hitters on the counter, but the plan was to hit us on the counter. Yeah, yeah that's like a Scooby segment. Yeah, the plan was to just hit us on the counter and take advantage. But today, exactly. I, I'm not going to criticise him because if it wasn't for the big man or if it was not for McGregor, we would not be in Europe right now. So, Al McGregor, I love the guy he bits. He's the best keeper in the land, right? It was... The goal was due to his poor clearance, but that is not his fault. I'm not blaming him at all for tonight. Not, none whatsoever. I don't think any Rangers fan is blaming Al McGregor for that poor clearance because he's been phenomenal for us. Yes, the only small, tiny, like the smallest uh, negative about Alan McGregor is that his distribution could be a little bit better, but that, I mean, honestly, Alan McGregor save uh, shot after shot after shot, you know, then uh, then his distribution being better, you know. So, yes, it was it was a poor clearance from the big man, but, yeah, overall, it's not his fault. <laughs> nah, not, not at all. I mean, like, he, he, he's a goalkeeper, like, I don't expect him to be amazing with his feet. I, I do expect it a wee bit, but not to be his main part of his game. He's there to save rules, and that's what he does for the most part. Exactly, yeah. And I remember there was this idiot on Twitter the other week that was moaning about McGregor. It was right after the Villarreal game, right? And he was moaning about McGregor, and then he was saying, yes, McGregor's a great keeper, but his, uh, his distribution is not good enough. This will cost us one day. And I'm like, just shut up, mate. Like, honestly, God. Like, what would you rather? Like, what would you honestly rather? Is distribution be better or is short stopping? God. Exactly. Stupid. I mean, like, he's taking away and it says that kind of cost us today that he lost the ball, but no, that's an idiotic statement to make it. He's a fantastic, he's the best keeper in Scotland, like we said, one of the best in Britain, based on the form yeah. at this moment. Is that like, yes, the clearance was poor, right? But why did the Rangers players have money rapid Vienna players? I don't understand that. Why not just take one for the team and get a free kick, you know? So I'm not blaming McGregor at all. No, not blaming them. I, I'm not buying any argument that, oh, Al McGregor's cost us tonight at all. Do not buy it. Because yeah. if it wasn't for him, mate, we would have been out in the third round, probably, uh, in the Europa League. There was, he basically near enough carried us into that group stage and that Villarreal result unbelievable you know like obviously back to back two really good results but mate I feel like the two Spartak games cost us in this group I feel like they did mate we should have beat them at home and we should have beat them away we should have see me look back and they're the two games I'm raging I'm more raging about those two games than I am tonight 100% 100% right we should have bet Spartak in Moscow we should have bet them at home right but at the end of the day right if you're going if you, if you had to say they start the group stage one game just went in you're through you'd have taken that oh, at, the end of the, the end of the day we should have won tonight and we could have forget those Spartak games of course they, they probably cost us in the, wrong, in the long run but tonight if you're going to go in there with a you take that and we should have won tonight and forget about the Moscow games we can't blame the Moscow games it's Aspects and why we mainly didn't get through. If we won the Spartak game, we would be through right now. Like, if we at least won one of them. So, it is what it is. Um, 
Overall, mate, we'll, we'll wrap up here and we'll move on to Dundee game. Overall, um, it was not a great performance. We lacked creativity and it's been an ongoing time for the last few games. Um, rapid re have already said they're a poor side. They were there for the taking, as we've said. But I'm so, so proud of the, the run, mate. I am so, so proud. Uh, the players gave it their all. We were punching well above our weight. We were, we were. Um, like, at the end of the day, like, obviously, we, last season we, we got put in the, the first stage by progress. We took on, now we're on with one year away from the last 32. We've come such a long way, and hopefully next year we can build on this, and the aim next year should be getting to the last 32. But at the end of the day, we weren't overachieving, and we can now focus to, to get our domestic, back, our domestic season sorry, back on track. Yeah, so enjoyed it. It was a great run. So much fun. Some great memories. And we'll be back. We'll be back in Rangers. We'll be back, we'll be back in Europe. And I'm not as well. I just realised it there. That obviously we'll be back. We're on our way. Celtic still our, still our song tonight. Do you, you realise that? I think they were doing that to really mock us, to be honest. Because obviously we went out, but who cares? Um, yeah, so I will wait. Obviously, we'll uh, move on from that. Great run in Europe. Enjoyed it. Loved it. Steve G. Oh! Oh, my God. Before we do, mate, before we do, I want to mention this about the game. I haven't mentioned it. I've just seen my notes there. I need to bring it up. It's poor for me. I should have, should have run up uh, earlier, but I never. Right, Steve G. Right. The only criticism I'm going to give the big man, right, is the fact that he never started Gredzer. Yeah, she just started him over middle, and I thought, like, Grace has been chaffing at the door, he's been brilliant um, when he came in. Well, he's not brilliant, but he's been certainly very decent, and he deserves a start in Europe, and I don't know why he didn't start. I mean, must, I don't know I don't what know. the reason is. Yeah, but I would have started Grace, so I ha- that has to be said. But, so, it's DBG, I thought... Uh, tactics were a wee bit uh, they, were, they were fine the best thing it could have been whatever you know and for, to forget me this, this isn't a great Rangers team you know this is a team that was made in one window so it's not as we've said many many times when we keep saying it, it's not going to be a quick fix it's not going to be a quick fix and this Rangers team that was made in that transfer window made in the summer made the Europa League group stages and nearly nearly made the last 32 so, honestly, nothing but proud. Nothing but proud. Yeah, I'm not proud of it this far, but I'm gutted. Would that be, it should be a, a very poor rapid beer side tonight. Remember but when people were saying that we would lucky get a point in this group? We got eight. We got six, is it not? Is it, sorry, eight. Um, I think it was six or seven. Yeah, I'm just checking. I think it was six, mate. Uh, I six, sorry. I've done what I said. Aye. Six. Six points, so... Oh well, we've made some good money on the way, made some good money on the way, you know, so there's plenty of positives to be said, you know, so, well, we'll move on, uh, anything else you want to add, big man? No, I think I've covered everything, obviously, we're proud to be here, we need to get on this for next season's European run. I don't know if you can tell, Troops, I'm quite drunk, I'm quite drunk, <laughs> as you said, I, but I'm just, uh, I was, uh, I... It was a great run, but we'll move on. We'll talk about uh, the Dundee game for the weekend there. Um, my God, Matt, <laughs> it was what, like what, honest to God, mate. Like that was a that was another kick in the teeth. That one it was not a great performance. And as we were saying, mate, as we were saying, 
it's the same thing over and over. Like quite quite similar tonight. So much possession, but we're not productive enough. With it. We aren't creating a lot of clear cut chances. We're not scoring enough goals. So and it's just lack of creativity in the midfield and up front. That's what is clearly evident uh, against Dundee and tonight against uh, Rapid Vienna. Yeah, I mean. Uh, way to Dundee, who are right at the bottom of the league, um, to have three shots on target is, is simply not good enough. We were lacklustre, we were, we were, excuse my language here, but we were shite. <laughs> we were absolutely terrible. Um, yep. Obviously, Halliday, fantastic free kick, um, couldn't have placed it any better. But apart from that one big moment, we were, we didn't do everything at the game, to be honest. Miller, I knew Miller would score against us, I just knew it. Um, but to be fair to Big Man, he, he took his finish well. Waddle, I don't know what Waddle was doing, he, he's dreadful, you know, my opinion on him, but it was just, it was just against it. The team who were bottom of the table, and we were expecting to bounce back from the result against Aberdeen, there was nothing there, there was, there was no, I didn't see any spark, I didn't see any nah. fight in that game. Neither did I. Do you see, you obviously brought up Waddle, I think Waddle will be gone in January. I hope so. Like, he's a terrible defender. He's out of step theory. He looks panicky. He gives the ball away every two seconds. His concentration isn't there. He's, he's simply not good enough for us. Steve Warrell, right? I, I know a lot of people don't like him. I think he's very hot and cold, right? He's had some good games for us. He has. I think you can agree with it. He, ha- he's ha- he has had some good games, but he has had some stinkers. For example, that game is Sunday. So... And that clearance, what was that clearance all about? But not, not that clearance, sorry, that pass. But he had, like, yeah. two Ranger jerseys right in front of him and then he decides to do a long ball and it went right out for a shy. Then Ryan Jack was like, what are you doing, mate? So I don't understand that, mate, at all. But, yeah, I, can, I, I do understand your criticisms of Warrow, but I, um, I don't hate him as much as you do. <laughs> um, so I think he will be gone in January. Like, he does try. You can't fault him for trying. I think he's... Like, he, I was saying, he always gives it his all every single game, and he's not a, like a, a Jaria where he's just going to basically cower out and say, oh, it's too physical. He won't say something like that. But if he thinks he's going to get into that Forest team, right? If, if he want, if, if he's, we're going to send him back in January, and if he thinks he's going to be getting right in that Forest team, that's nonsense. There's no chance that's happening. No, because he couldn't even get out of Forest before he went on to us. That's why we're out in loan. You know? Exactly. Like, we were getting a player from Nottingham Forest who couldn't even get a game. I mean, what is that all about in the first place? He came up here and you said he's had a good few games. A good few games where he's been good. He's been decent in those games. I wouldn't say he's been fantastic. He hasn't set the world on fire. And Macaulay, Katic, and Goldson are three defenders. I would, I would play. Um, I would play Goldson, Katic, then Macaulay. Um, as we, like every so often yeah. with Macaulay as fantastic as he is I love Macaulay he's not going to be here for one season he's a good leader in the dressing room but you need to pick Cartage team if he's going to be here for a long while Cartage he's in like a four year contract something like that and he should start playing now and he should start building up his, his reputation as a great Rangers player and yeah. he needs to be in a team to do that and I don't know what the situation is with him um, right the midfield, right? Do you know how we were saying that it's very non-existent when it comes to creativity? Yeah. Do you know what could be the answer to our problems, right? Another answer, right? I know we've said Davis, but another answer. A guy who's killing it right now, Greg Doherty. Yeah. I would bring him back. I know he's only a six-month loan, if I'm right. I think he's a season, mate. 
I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm positive it's six months going. I'm not too sure, but I'm positive, right? There's an option to bring him back if you want to. Dundee to sit back and frustrate us, but we should be good enough. 
but we're not good enough, but we should be good enough to, to yeah. beat those teams. Uh-huh. And we can't blame it on the officials because as much as it was a bad decision, you can't blame it now. You're not good enough at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, Hamilton this Sunday, your Rangers now, but Hamilton this Sunday, that's a must-win game, three points. Three points is a must. If we don't win this, mate, pressure's going to start now. Pressure is going to start now. We need to win that. There's no excuses, no ifs, no buts, no maybes. Rangers need to win this Sunday. Exactly. See, up in, every game up until the end of the season now is a must-win game, especially up to the old firm. Like, if we go into the old firm with bad form or whatever, we're going to lose. No doubt about it. We need build up like, a head of steam. We need to build up some good performances. We need to beat Hamilton. And we need to beat them convincingly because... Hamilton, like we've discussed in this pod, they're a hot and cold side. And um, when you catch them, when you get them, when you hit four past them, when you do something like that to, to spark the kind of good vibes back again. Yeah. And and like, is this the, like they say the most important time of football is the Christmas period, and it is going to define our season this next few weeks. Uh huh. Yeah. Couldn't agree more, mate. I cannot agree more. So um, we'll, we'll move on from uh, Rangers. And for the last few minutes, we'll discuss uh, a very up and down side, Aberdeen. Very up and down, mate, so they are. Uh, they got beat 2 0 <laughs> off St Johnson at the weekend, mate. And some comical defending, some horrendous, like horrendous, horrendous uh, performances, individual performances from uh, Aberdeen players. It was ter- uh, uh, like a terrific performance from St Johnson, but my God, St Johnson seemed to have Aberdeen's number, mate. They do, they do. Um, Johnson, they were very good. Um, Tommy Wright, like we discussed, with the weeks in your contract, he's, he's got them playing well at the moment. And Aberdeen, they, they don't help themselves sometimes, do they? Um, they they beat Rangers, then they go get beat off St. Johnson at home 2 0 comfortably. Exactly, I mean, that just kind of sums up Aberdeen. I think um, they're another day, they can beat most sides. But a lot of time this season they're off their day and they get beat off St Johnson who to be fair they're flying at the moment uh, but they're Alston trying to see where the goals there yeah, oh, Alston how great this has finished by way that second goal phenomenal that was fantastic Alston's like, been really good this season he, he's, he got his move from Falkirk um, and he's been great at St Johnson and to be fair St Johnson were fantastic that finish was fantastic but you're looking to have been at home just beat Rangers they went to Ibrox just beat Rangers who are top of the league yeah you're at home, it'd be Austin Johnson, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, uh, that was a real kick teeth for Aberdeen. It was not a good performance spot, so I thought they were pathetic at times, you know, and they were spineless. And it seems like Tommy Wright had just got Derek McInnes' number. He has, and Tommy Wright, it'll be, it'll be rather than that. Like, even though every time they go to Aberdeen or face Aberdeen, they know, I can beat you, I can beat you several times, I know how to beat you. And it's the psychological aspect of it, and. Aberdeen, they should have they should have built upon beating Rangers, having a decent game against Celtic in the cup final. Although they were poor, but they, they still held out for one 0 yeah. And they beat Rangers. They should have really built upon that. But this season hasn't really got going so far. It hasn't. Right. And then they played Livy during the week as well, and that was a big one for them. Right, that was a massive result, and credit to them that going against Livy, they're a Real tricky side to play against at times, but they got the job done. Very luckily, though, very luckily. Yeah. Um, 
Lewis Ferguson with that overhead kick at the last minute. Lewis Ferguson has turned out to be a real good asset for them, by the way. He is turning out to be a good player. He's banging with the goals at the moment, and if he continues performance like this for another season or so, he won't be Aberdeen for much longer. Um, obviously, he's just arrived in the summer from Hamilton. Yeah. But if he, if he does this for the rest of the season and the rest of next season, or at least up until January next year. Maybe co- uh, may coming, Colin. Exactly. We may be coming, Colin Rangers, or maybe our champions. Barry Ferguson's nephew, mate. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. there's obviously got Rangers connections there. He must be a Rangers fan. But. Might go to England, who knows? But if he keeps up those performances, Ferguson will be gone. Got some and there was a great finish from the big man. It was, it was terrific finish. Um, and overall, I will, I will say, right, they were, I would be more horrendous against St Johnson, but they bounced back, got the win, and they were, they were good on the right. They were a much better side than Livy. They completely dominated them, so they did. They dominated them, and they were the better side. So that's a, a big positive for Dead McInnes and his side. But if I were an Aberdeen fan, I would not be getting too excited and confident about kicking on from this because look at that result against Rangers. You, uh, you beat Rangers with 10 men and you still were not able to kick on from that by losing 2-0 uh, to St Johnson at home. So, mate, exactly. I, I, exactly, I, mean, mate, I would not be too excited. There, there, there are some questions to be asked, you know, of what's going on. Why, why is McKinnis not been given serious funds yet uh, to spend on players? Yes, Aberdeen have the... The third biggest budget in Scotland, yes, but he's not been given a whole lot to spend, you know. And but people can say, yeah, oh look at Steve Clark, look, come on, McInnes hasn't got the contact Steve Clark has. Steve Clark has, yeah, I think Steve Clark is a better coach, yes, but Steve Clark is able to bring in like more credible signings. If you know what I'm saying, like better players. Exactly due to his contacts, he worked down south for the last 15 years what about Jose Mourinho at Chelsea like he's got contact McInnes doesn't so I'm just throwing that out there but, exactly yeah. and that's why I point out like obviously I was in dominated this game right 64% possession but Livingston had three shots on target they had three in fact they had three shots the whole game three on target and two of them were goals yeah yeah exactly I mean that's his only as much as I was in dominated the game Fucking, sorry, my language, but Livingston had three shots on target, two of yeah. them were goals. I mean, that says it all. Take their chances. And see this nonsense, Aberdeen are, this nonsense that people spout out, Aberdeen, that, oh, Aberdeen are very well-organised side. No, they're not. They're not a well-organised side whatsoever. They really aren't. Like, they honestly God aren't. Their defence is shambolic. Shea Logan is terrible. I'm so, so I'm sorry, but he is terrible. I don't see the hype of Aberdeen fans how they try to claim he's the best right back in Scotland. Not a chance. The guy is weak. He is. The guy's weak. Going forward, he's below average. Defensively, he's shocking. He's all over the place. Simply not good enough. Honestly, it, like, pro- Aber- could Aberdeen do better than him right now? Probably not. But he's simply like a, not a good player. He's not. You just need to fall out of them, mate. <laughs> Being honest, he's, he's not. He's, he's decent enough, right? But he, he's certainly not a road player. He's he's alright. He's, he's weak. I think it's bullied off the ball very easily, mate. He's bullied off the ball very easily. He's just not anything special. Honestly, I think Stephen O'Donnell at Kamara is much better than him. I think Stephen O'Donnell at Kamara is light years ahead of Shea Logan, hundred percent. Oh, definitely. Stephen O'Donnell is probably based on form. This like. Tav's been great going forward for the most part. He's 
play with touch in his final ball wasn't fantastic this season, but Stephen O'Donnell's probably been probably the best right back this season. I think so. I would say, like, obviously, Tav, like, he is good, right, but he's had his problems this season, like we touched on earlier. And O'Donnell, I think he's obviously got his Scotland caps, he's, like, he's really good at Scotland level, he's fantastic for command. Like, I would say he's the most reliable right back right now. He's consistent, I'll give him that, right? He's very he's very solid, he's very consistent. He's that's what he is. I think he's had a lot of consistent, solid performances this year. He's not been a standout, he's not been unbelievable, but he's been very consistent. Yeah, has been that like that's what we're crying out for with Shea Logan or with Tav. Consistency and Steve McDonald has been consistent, so yeah, I would go far to say it's probably O'Donnell has been the most consistent probably most sure probably the best right back this season. Nah, it's some very fair points there, mate. Very fair points from the, the man himself, Matty T. So, well, uh, anything else you want to bring up before we move on to the pictures? Um, no, not really. Just apart from Aberdeen, they need to be up there at the end of the season. They need to get consistency in again. Yeah, and basically, they need to get a grip. <laughs> right. Obviously, uh, to the listeners out there, uh, the aim was to do two pods this week. But due to so uh, us, me and Matt having some busy schedules, we cannot do the two points this week. We'd love to do like a full in-depth analysis of uh, the SPFL games and do more focus on that. But tonight, obviously, we're trying to throw in everything all in the one pod. I mean, simple as we can do that. It's just exactly. too much time. So, I just obviously, want to say something. I've got one podcast and I check that out. Oh, 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 so, Matty T's got his own pod, uh, podcast on conspiracy theories, Matty T. Want to throw that out there? There'll be plug for it. Yeah, I've got a week of special theories on the go. We talk about different things. I've got an episode that should be up tomorrow. Um, look forward to that. And yeah, I've got some other stuff in the works as well for it. So down the rabbit hole, go check it out. Go check that one out too if you're interested in some uh, some very interesting conspiracy theories. So yes, um, well, obviously we want to, but obviously want to add all the fixtures, all the results into one podcast, right? But our aim was obviously to do two, but unfortunately we couldn't do that. But in the future, obviously Rangers are not in Europa League anymore and the Europa League won't be back until February time, so there'll be no more Thursday night podcasts. It'll be in a Wednesday or Tuesday, around about that time. Or it'll just be like a podcast focused solely on SPFL results and fixtures and whatnot or SPFL topics, so... Yeah, this will be the last one you see this kind of format. So, yeah. Uh, so we get to the pictures. Um, so, Livy v Hearts tonight, mate. Quarter to eight. Quarter to eight. Is that what was the result for that? What? Oh, was that? Well, it's past midnight, so of course it is. Yeah, uh, Livy v Hearts uh, uh, it's tonight. Yeah, past midnight, yeah. Uh, Livingston Hearts. Um, I am going to go for one each. I'm going to go for a one each as well. Hearts won at the weekend, so that was a big result for them at the when they game beating Motherwell. Um, yeah, it was a big result for them. Yeah, uh, come on at Dundee tomorrow. Come on at Dundee, I'm going to go for uh, 2-0, come on at. I'm going to go for a uh, 2-0, come on at as well. Samir and Aberdeen. This could be a, a wee banana skin for Aberdeen, like Samir and I've got a wee bit of form recently. Um, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Aberdeen. I'm going to go for a 1-0 St. Mirren. Doft. Bojan. 
St. Johnson versus Motherwell. Uh, I'm for uh, 1-0 St. Johnson. 2-0 St. Johnson. Oh, big one in Sunday, half 12 kickoffs. So, uh, the High Knee versus the uh, Celtic. That's one at the weekend as well. So both Edinburgh clubs won at the weekend, so it's uh, good results for them. Yeah, obviously we didn't mention it in the pod due to time constraints, but Celtic won 5-1 against Kilmarnock. So I expect them to carry that form and beat. Yeah, they're absolutely dominant against Kilmarnock. Apologies Celtic fans when they shout at me for this, but I don't want to go to bring that up tonight. So, but yes... I think, um, I think I'm going to go for 3-1 Celtic I'm going to go 0-0 0-0 oft And Rangers beat Hamilton uh, But at home We've been good at home this season For the most part So I'm going to go for uh, Do you know what I want a big win I want a fantastic big win I'm going to go for 4-0 I'm going to go for a 2-0 Rangers win I think that concludes the fixtures And Aye, that's it, mate. And I was going to say before we shut up, um, the the shop, the before we shut up the shop, and I'm absolutely drunk. It has to be said, man. <laughs> it's last time I did a podcast drunk, but I had to get some out there. Um, so I've we got midweek fixtures, so we do. So what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Right? Should we do two pods in the morning? Like do two this week? Should we try and do two? We should, we, we, we'll, we'll aim for that, viewers, right, listeners, we'll aim for that. Right, so we've got some mid, midweek fixtures, right? The aim is, right, do one covering, like, just the weekend's results and topics and what whatnot, right? And obviously we don't need to cover every single game. And then we'll do, so the aim is do one Tuesday and do one Thursday. So this isn't the end of the, the first and eight podcast, this will just be the, the end of the Europa League ones. So there'll be more time for other teams so I think that'll be fair Tuesday, Thursday so my team yeah. will do it now since we've, we've said that on air what was that sorry? so we'll need to do it now big man because we've uh, we'll said it on air so Tuesday, Thursday two pods coming next week troops so until next time guys take care and we'll see you soon